0: Oklahoma Archery. Everything archery based out of Oklahoma for Oklahoma. Let's get it started. Welcome everybody to an Oklahoma Archery podcast. I'm David Bosca. I'm Neil Cooley. And I am Scott Booth. Hi, Scott. Welcome to the podcast. Um, Neil was telling me that you are doing... Well, let's just start off with... Who is Scott Booth? And and tell us tell us about your archery world.
1: All right. Well, where do I start? <laughs> I've got, uh, you know, my son. I'm gonna I'm gonna start just at the beginning. My son got me into archery about ten years ago. Fell in love with the sport, and and just wanted to be involved as much as I can I could be. Uh, as i as I grew as as he grew as an archer as I got more involved I started seeing huge gaps in archery where we needed to make changes to make the to take archery to that next level and the one thing I kept complaining about was live scoring I wanted to see live scoring in every event that we have in the US and uh, my wife I guess it's probably about three years ago she's just like why don't you you know she's like you keep complaining about it why don't you make it happen so I ended up um, hiring some developers and we designed this app called Eyes on Score, which is right now it's live. Anybody can use it. We, we made it super reasonable so that any any shop, any club can use it and have live scoring for their, their events, for their pin shoots, whatever. And it's going to be um, um, soon. It's going to have the ability to do eliminations and things like that. Um, also in that time frame, um, COVID hit. And, uh, we went ahead, you know, I lost my job. Like a lot of, a lot of people did, I took some time off and like anybody, I found myself, I bought an archery shop, like who wouldn't right? during COVID. <laughs> uh, so I bought Texas archery and so now I have Texas archery, I have eyes on score and, uh, loving being a part of the archery community started me and another lady, Wendy Cook started a podcast called Raising an Archer, which is Uh, A podcast that is specific for youth archery and parents, just trying to get them into the sport, helping them um, or guide them as they go into these different tournaments and things like that. Because as, as you guys know, when you show up to a tournament, you have no idea sometimes what to expect, especially these big tournaments. And one of the ones that seemed to always pop up was Vegas. Because you know Vegas as big as it is, it seems so organized. But you're actually getting on the flight to fly there, and you still have no idea when you're shooting. You have a, you have a rough idea, you have no location or anything like that. And so we we decided, you know what, we should start a podcast that kind of explains and helps parents understand what to expect when they go to a tournament. And then we uh, we we talk a lot about the struggles that that her and I have with archery arch, arch, you know not archery in general but you know as as our our archers get better like what are those struggles that you guys run into you know there's the target panic there's bows that fit them you know there's you know what is the struggle today and how do we get through it and you know things like that and um and now i i feel like uh, i'm i'm pretty booked uh, you know got <laughs> a lot going on and then the final thing, and we'll talk more about it, but uh, we started this new series here in Texas called the Texas Ringer, which is a unique target face. Um, it was a target face that I saw that was up in Michigan that has, it's a bright blue target, uh, looks like a NFAA five spot, but it's not. It doesn't have an X and it scores where you shoot an inside out X and it's a seven. You touch the line, it's a six, and it's five, four, three, two, one, just like... NFAA at that point. Um, But the unique part of it is, is what, what arrows do you shoot for a target like that? Everybody's coming in with big arrows. Do you go back to your skinnies for this shoot and things like that? And we, uh, we, we tried to set this thing up so that we would shoot it before, like right before indoors, you know, like right when outdoor ends, indoor starts. And we are like, man, it's a good transition for people on arrows and things like that. Uh, we had, uh, after we've done it a couple years, now we have people asking, saying, Hey, we need to do a couple of these a year. So that's why we've decided to go ahead and create one for in February called the Texas Ringer Pro Am. Uh, I'd like to get more pros to come. Uh, we'll see <laughs> if we get the pros to come. Uh, but what we do is we take 75% of the money that comes in and that goes right back into your division. So if you have 20 people that show up to your division, you're going to have over $1,000 in your pot for your guy, for your, for your, for that division class
0: well that's really a cool concept and we're going to dive into that just um in a bit but i want to back up just a little bit to the wild hair you got went during covid and and put in this shop (laughs) bought (laughs) bought a shop bought a shop you didn't put it in you bought a shop tell us about your shop where it's located let's Let's go just a little bit into that. Um, what you sell, do you do hunt or do you do a lot of target stuff since you're a target dad? So the one thing
1: with, with archery and I've found with, with shops is, is you have to be very diverse in what you do. Um, if you focus on one or the other, it's very hard to sustain paying all your bills. Uh, hunting hands down pays your bills uh, in archery and in, in, in uh, an archery shop. Uh, our shop is out in spring texas it's called texas archery it's twenty-six thousand square feet we have a 20 yard range that holds as that has um uh, 16 lanes we have a 50 yard range that has eight lanes and then we have a, a 40 yard elevated range that has 3d targets that converts into an actual target range as well so you can move all the 3d targets out it has stadium seating um it holds about 30, 38 to 40 uh, archers per, per line. Nice. Um, it's an uh, absolute beautiful facility. If you go look at it, uh, it's texarchery.com. And if you go out there and look, you'll see some of the pictures. But uh, it is, uh, as my wife says when I said, Hey, I think you should buy an archery shop. She's just like, I don't think so. They're all dumps. She's <laughs> <It's laughs> like, I don't They're not pretty. Uh, and when she came over and looked at this one, she's like, Okay, this one's nice. Uh, so, uh, we we focus mainly on hunting. Uh, we have a huge youth program uh, that we run. Uh, we call it Texas Archery Learning Center. It it can handle. I say it can handle. It really supports every organization within the archery community. Meaning, if you're NFAA, S3DA, things like that, you're gonna you, you you'll be a part of that. And then we will make sure that we're registered as a club or a team that that can support all of that so uh for example if you want to go shoot s3da in vegas well we've got a team for that you just pay your your membership and then you can register and because we have everything already set up for them uh we uh we've actually gotten to a point where our club had gotten so big that we have we have multiple times now we have three different uh times and days that we have club members come in um Uh, youth archers come in and shoot and uh, we do instructional type training. And then we also have um, some coaches. Uh, I'm not going to say they're full-time. I've set it up a little different where we have our coaches or contractors and so that we have them online. And so our students can go and schedule time with those coaches so that they can get that training that they need because we... We believe, you know, that we're a little biased down here in Texas. So when we show up to competitions, we want to make sure that Texans are on the podium. And so we are putting every resource we can into our archers to make sure that we can get them there.
0: What line of archery equipment do you sell?
1: We do. um, uh, Matthews and Hoyt are our top two selling uh, manufacturers
0: that's uh, why uh neil wanted you on here you're you sell Hoyt. now i get it <laughs> yeah
1: yeah as somebody told me the other day he was like i don't shoot a hoit because i don't hoit animals i'm like oh boo boo <laughs> <laughs> yeah well, uh, all we, right. we, we do bowtech uh elite and uh, Di- um
0: um uh, bear that's nice you got a big variety then yeah yeah <laughs> what's your what, what's your what's your take on the what's your take on the uh bowtech gen 239s just asking
1: just uh, just asking <laughs> just, just asking. asking for a friend <laughs> <laughs> we have a couple a couple guys shooting them. we've got a few in um very i mean you can't beat the BoTech on the tuning uh it, it is just too easy to tune so when we the first time i tuned one of those you know we go to the uh, we have a, a tuning station and we take them over there and usually, you know, they shoot through paper and then you go, go take it back to the press and you make your little adjustments and you come back. You didn't have to do that on the Bowtech. You just loosen the screw and, you know, and then next thing you know, this thing's shooting a bullet hole and you're ready to go.
0: That's, that was the, that was the ideal thing for me whenever I did it coming off of the old spacers on the uh, axles and shimming and ter- putting in the bow press for 20 minutes. And when I, yeah, when they, came out with one that had my draw length. I was like, I'm in so, but yeah, well, Neil, you got anything you want to roll, roll into? We've kind of talked over Neil.
2: Yeah. I'd i been seeing a lot of uh, Facebook stuff about his, uh, his tournament coming up. I, I know it's early February. Um, you know, it's, it, it's probably a drive cause y'all are kind of down by Houston ish. We are in, the, we in are. the general, would you say general yeah. Houston area?
1: North Houston. Yeah.
0: Looks like Neil's in and out a little bit. But so Getting
2: let's through the walk. indoor season time yeah. um, and then finally coming. I I guess you had one in the fall and now you have one in February, or was the original in February and you added the the fall day.
1: No, the fall was the original one. We we decided uh about a year and a half ago. Well, I say decided, I really wanted to do something different than Can't everybody. Hear me. We're we're losing Neil. <laughs>
0: Yeah. Yeah. Neil, you're, 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 you're kind of in and out. Yeah. So,
1: so we're lo- so we, we were looking in the, uh, about a year and a half they ago, we were, uh, about a year and a half ago, we were looking at, or, or creating something different than anybody else. And, you know, Lancaster had their thing and, um, you know, everybody has their own little target and their, their style of shooting. And, and when I saw this, this weird, I call it a weird target face because everyone I found, it, I was like, man, this thing is like the coolest thing ever. And it's all blue. It has, you know, the, the four rings bigger than all the other rings. So when you put a single spot up, you have a better chance of shooting a four, uh, than any of the others. If you get a little wide on your range, like for Barabow or recurve. Um, And I thought it was a good time for transition. And so I threw it out there, didn't even charge that much for it. We had, you know, and I didn't give us a lot of time. We had 80 people sign up. And I was like, okay, that's pretty good. Uh, You know, Uh, so we tried it again this year, charged a little bit more money, gave a little more money away, and we had over 100 archers sign up for it. Um, There was another one that I had hosted um, uh, last year called the Texas Open. We had 185 people sign up for it. We gave away a little over eleven thousand dollars in cash, and what I was finding is, is if you offer money, people will come, and the more money you offer, the more people come. and uh, And also, if you can offer uh, live coverage, if you can order, or if you can order, uh, if you can, if you can have live coverage, if you if you can have live scoring, now you're changing the game, and even for um, even for small um, I would say like shoot your way across Texas. I don't know if Oklahoma has anything like that. I know that Louisiana has shoot your way across the bayou. Um, but I think that even for us, when we do shoot your way across Texas, and you know, we were we were probably pushing about 70 to 80 archers over a weekend. And I introduced live scoring and the numbers went up in the last two years, we average over well, we average about 200 archers in a weekend because you can see the live scoring. You can, you know, in the fans, you know, the fans out there just watching instead of just sitting there. Just, you know, for me, I kept teasing like, "Man, if I've seen one shot, I've seen them all." You know, and and also nobody can remember what they scored. Like when they come back, you know, I'm trying to be involved. Like, okay, what'd you score? And he's like, "I don't know." I'm like, well, it looked like this. He's like, "Well, it could have been." I'm like, well, crap. Uh, but now there's no guesswork. It's just live scoring um and one thing we found too that uh changed the game as a director was having live scoring because now with live scoring it gives you the ability to um um as a as a director i can have all my registration already done which the app will allow you to do registration through that um and then when it's done it's it's already posted um the, the whole math thing is almost out the door because when you have a tablet or their cell phone, because we can use either one, you do the scores. And normally, you know, you got your 10 yarders that it's taken an hour and a half afterwards to try to clean up the mess. And you're grabbing other sheets of paper sometimes to clean it up because there's so many scribble marks. We don't have that anymore. Like we are done because they can go, here's the tablet. Here's the scores. Okay, it's right. They go. There's no math issues. Um. I got a little sidetracked there, but so we have this shoot that we do <laughs> called the Texas Ringer. Uh, we had a lot of people show up because we went ahead and had money. Uh, we decided to try it a little different and have one in you know in that February timeframe when all, all the big shoots are happening. And really, I just want to see how do we get a big shoot to the South? And um, maybe it doesn't have to be in Houston because it's a long drive for everybody, but you know, I, I kept telling my wife, you know, what if what if we could rent out the George R. R. Brown and put in a big tournament down here in in Texas, which gets you know because all the big shoots are up north. How do we get them down here? And that's kind of kind of where I'm I'm going to see if we can go big or go home.
0: Well, that makes a lot of sense. And you're in a it's I mean Houston's not really South Houston. I mean there's there's a lot of Texas below you. There is Houston, there is <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I have discovered that cooking, what I do, um, is, is the barbecue cooking. And I used to say, well, I'm gonna go to South Houston and do some cooking. And they, they always corrected me. So yeah, uh, I get it. So it's a little bit of a drive for you guys. Uh, get yeah. Down there. yeah, but it sounds like fun. Explain just a little bit more of the rules as far as what kind of classes are you having in each one? Um, or is it generalized across the board, and or the you you spoke of the scoring, but is there an any arrow limitation, bow weight limitation? Um, explain just a little bit more about the shoot itself.
1: All right, so we'll just kind of go down the list. So the registration seventy five dollars, seventy five percent of that's going to go back into your division. We're going to pay out depending on how many archers are in your divisions so meaning if you only have one to four archers only top archers are going to get paid if you have more than nine top three get paid um, and and as 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 more money comes in those those numbers get higher um the div, uh, we'll get into the divisions in a second but we, we're gonna have a qualifying round you're gonna shoot 60 arrows top scores of 420. Um, and we'll shoot Friday. We'll shoot Saturday. And our Saturday, we went ahead and opened up a lot of times. So we have 7 a.m., 10 a.m., 2 p.m., and 6 p.m. And that way, we can get as many archers through as we can. The next morning, the top eight from each division will show up, and it'll be a shoot up. So if you are in eighth place, you're shooting against seventh. If you win, you go against sixth. So on. So and then, when you get to the final three. The final three, then we'll go to the big stage where we have platforms, and we make it a big deal. Uh, we, we put them on platforms. We have TV screens in front of them. We have cameras directly on the targets so that the archers can see them. They have 20 seconds a shot. We put them on timers, um, and we will shoot four rounds. Top score moves on. Um, if there's a tie, we'll have a shoot-off, a one-arrow shoot-off, and we'll do closest to the center. Um, and so is we'll, it a five-spot Paper. is it a five spot it, it is a five spot I know that you guys can't see this but I'm showing you just so what it looks like on the video for this call for this so you can see it's kind of a different target right
0: yeah so so for everyone that's that obviously can't see it 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 resembles a lot of the NfaA five spot so in your shoot ups you're gonna do four ends of five shots each yes. Wow, that's a that's a lot of tart, lot of arrows for for that, isn't it? Yep,
1: yep. It goes by fast though. It, it
2: does oh, go okay. perfect. In would be a thirty five if you scored five inside out. So five yeah, times seven be yeah. thirty five.
1: Yeah, and when we get to the finals, what we do is we have uh we, we the archers never come off the platform, and so they have a coach. They have an option for a coach. They have an option for um I uh, say the option. There's really not an option. You want to have an agent down there, so we have an agent down there, and we have. Uh, judges down there. Um, and then we have an arrow runner. Uh, so it's, you know, they shoot, it's scored. I mean, it's fast, fast paced. They go down there score arrows are coming back and they're back on the line. And we try to get through them because we, we do, uh, it's, it's male and female for each division. So it's just open. There is no male, male division or female division. They all shoot together. We have a, a, a 13U division, meaning if you are 13 and under, I want to make it simple. You know it drives me crazy when we get these u13 well if you're 13 then you're actually u14 you know u15 uh because because of how they word it and how they do it so we we tried to make it simple so 13 and under if you are 13 when this tournament starts you are in the 13 in you so we have barebow recurve bow hunter and then they freestyle compound those are the four divisions for the youth um, and then there's a 17u same four divisions: barebow, recurve, bowhunter, and freestyle compound. Um, here's where it's a little different. Um, we we actually have for the adults we have a trad division, and uh, you know one of the rules is it has to be a wood riser. We're not gonna. There's no metal riser, you know, because if you look at NFAA rules, uh, depending on um, you know the 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 uh, the bows, like the even a metal riser can be. Uh, can fall into the trad if it if it meets certain requirements. Well we're just gonna we're just gonna make it simple. Trad, it's got to be a wood riser. We have some other rules behind that. Bare bow, n- no wheels. There's no bare bow bare bow recurve or no bare bow uh compound in this one. It's it's gonna mean uh, you know we're just trying to keep it simple. If you're gonna shoot bare bow, there's no wheels on the on that bow. Uh, we have Olympic recurve uh, bow hunter and freestyle, and the freestyle will be the one that uh puts up some serious numbers you know there there's multiple people that will shoot in the four hundreds. I think the top score so far has been a four twelve so there's some good numbers that have come in and it's been fun to watch these uh, archers try to hit that four hundred mark that's kind of the goal, you know, kind of like a NFA everybody, everybody wants to shoot a three hundred well, here everybody wants to shoot at least a four hundred coming in and <sharp inhale>
0: So in your freestyle, is it going to be broken up also in male and female? Nope. It's all one division. Okay. Um, any age group in that for us uh, old folks? Well,
1: it's, it's 18 and up. Okay. Uh, so everyone shoots for new. Yeah. I don't, we're not big enough, um, to start opening up other divisions. you know, we, you try to limit, I mean, like I try to limit it and still it seems like there's like, the, okay, no, we got to do the 13U. Oh, we got to do the 17U. We got to, you know, it's like we're trying to add all these different divisions. Um, but when you only have a hundred to 200 archers, depending on how many are going to sign up, uh, you know, we, we want, we, you know, we want that number to go much higher. I, I think we'll, we'll easily go over a hundred, um, you know, I'm anticipating we'll probably hit. We can hit the 150 mark on the archers if we can get some other states involved in this because it's not. It's there's no organization associated with this, so this should this should open it up to everybody. You don't have to have a membership to anything to come and shoot it. I think bow hunter should be bow hunter should be one of the biggest divisions, and it's it's actually one of the smallest that we've had in the last two years. Uh, so we're going to push real hard to try to get that bow hunter division up. And, and try to get the, um, trad division up because I think that trad doesn't have a, have a lot of competitions out there and they are super fun to watch and shoot and, 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 and and see them shoot.
0: Okay. You've talked about the entry fee. You've talked about the specific on the rules. Um, you've talked about the timeframes as to when you want to shoot on Saturday. What, what weekend is it in February? It's going to
1: be so. February 9th and, and 10th is the qualifiers, and then the 11th is a Sunday, um, and it'll start at 8 a.m. So if you're in the top eight, which you'll know because you can look at live scoring and look at it to see if you made the top eight, you make the top eight, and then you you show up the next morning.
0: Okay. And Friday, is Friday a practice day in, in there, or is it going to… Nope. Uh, Friday at
1: 6 p.m. Um, is going to be the first uh, round of eliminations. Okay, okay,
0: Man. so those that live close or, or, or all that they they can they can kind of get theirs in a little bit and then set and kind of watch everybody else Saturday.
1: Yeah, yeah and uh, yeah Friday Friday's actually filling up pretty quick. Um, I think there's only about 16 spots left on on Friday and that's what we want We want to encourage everybody that lives local to shoot that Friday one so that people that are traveling in don't have to shoot Friday yeah. they can yeah. shoot on Saturday.
0: Cool. Sounds like you've thought of a lot of it. What about um, uh, lodging? Do you have something to where these folks can, that traveling in, can get a list of, of hotels, if nothing else?
1: Yep, yep. That should be coming out real quick. If you go out to, um, so on Facebook, we have a Facebook group called The Texas Ringer. Uh, go out there, follow it. You're going to see. Uh, we have a director, um, Robin Rodriguez. She is, she is out of Victoria, Texas. So she's my director, and she's kind of managing all of that. So she's trying to get us some blocks of rooms uh, for for that weekend, so that she can get them out there at some discounted rates for everybody.
0: And did I read it right that y'all are hosting a, a free supper for everybody Friday night?
1: <laughs> 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 no, I hey, heard just I heard it was barbecue and you were coming out. <laughs> is
0: that right? Okay. I see where this, this turned the opposite direction real quick.
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, Scott, who came up with, you might've said this earlier. You said the target was from up. The target face y'all used was from up North somewhere. Did Is that a scoring that they came up with or did you put that together or where, where, where did the, the seven, six, five and on down come they, from?
1: They It was their scoring. Okay. Uh, so what they came up with. And Maple Leaf makes a specific target for that tournament up there. I don't know of anybody else that's ever used it. I mean, everybody that I have, I mean, I I don't know. We have a lot of guys that shoot all over the country. And when I pulled this target out, none of them have ever seen a target like that before.
2: It's kind of cool because... I mean, if you've got four lines and, and twenty six thousand feet, you you've got the numbers or the space to accommodate some big numbers. So run run down the list of you know, big indoor shoots between Lancaster, Vegas, um, indoor nationals in Louisville, you got the rumble be your, you're probably your four of your biggest. And then you got your regional stuffs like your, your Iowa, your Springfield, you guys really quickly could be in the, you know, top 10 biggest indoor gatherings of the country. And I mean, I, I love that you're trying to bring them down further South because we shoot indoor in the winter and going North to all these places. I mean, me and Dave were we were slipping and sliding on the ice when we went to the Rumble last year, and there was probably, what do you think, four, five, six, seven hundred people there at the most. I don't. Yeah, that's probably about right. I mean, you, you're already at one hundred and fifty. I mean, that's got to be a bigger turnout than a lot of regionals will have for their five spot tournaments.
1: Yeah, oh um, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll um even our like even our five spot shoots the just the the little regional ones we do we'll push two hundred people. Oh, yeah. yeah. Weekend. And, you know, we, we have the parking to accommodate most of this. Um, you know, it's, it's, it, you love, you love the community that you get when you have your neighbors and, you know, our, our, our neighbors is a church and they're just like, hey, you guys can use our parking lot, which is super, super nice that they do that. So we, you know, we work with those guys and they, you know, and they allow us to have some parking there. Uh, so it really does work out well um, for our facility. If we if we hit two hundred, if we start going over two hundred, then we'll have to be looking for a new a new place. And you know what? I don't have a problem with that at all. I would love to find another location uh, that that can even host bigger bigger tournaments.
2: It is a good problem to have, but I, I like that you guys are trying to you know build it and they will come kind of thing. It's uh really do need one down south, especially in those in those winter months. I mean, I know I know Texas gets to shoot outdoor all the time when we're up here freezing one state <laughs> over. Cause it, it, it might be, you know, eight hours to y'all seven or eight, it could be nine or 10 from the Northern part of Oklahoma. So it, it's definitely covering some distance, but compared to driving 16 hours to Vegas, I mean, dead, a lot, a lot easier to, you know, do it nine or 10 and you're a, a one day drive. I yeah. think it, from us, the Rushmore rumble is what? Eight or nine hours, eight, eight, eight or nine, probably.
0: I'm thinking nine is what it was. Yeah. Yeah. You guys yeah. are not because it's
1: a long drive up there for us. <laughs> Vegas is a long drive. I don't, I don't drive I don't drive Vegas. We fly, we fly to Vegas. Um, but, uh, uh, you know, up there in Yankton, that is a long drive.
0: Well, Scott, my question is, is I love your concept. Um, you've already got proof of concept. Oh my gosh. You've already been doing this. What do you need from us? What do, and what, and, and basically how can we help you grow this shoot and what are you doing to help grow this shoot? What, 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 what's that little speck in the side going, well, if we get to this level, we're going to do this. So, so what do you, what are you, how are you dangling the carrot in front of other shooters right now?
1: I mean, right now it's money. Uh, you know, we want to get, we want to get money in the divisions so the people can come and shoot them. Um, that was one of the things that a lot of people said at first when we did it, we didn't offer it to the youth. Um, we had some, some people that said, no, 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 don't, don't offer to youth only offer offer to adults. Um, we did that the first year, the second year we had, well, what happened was, is the youth were all signing up for the adult divisions because they wanted to shoot for the money. And so I'm just like, well, that kind of, that kind of tells you one thing. Like they, they want to get in there and they want that pressure too. Uh, The one thing that, um, that I've noticed, you know, is, is, you know, our, our kids, our youth, and it's one thing you'll find I'm, I'm all about youth archery. Um, When you have a podcast called Raising an Archer, kind (laughs) of explains it. Um, If you go out there and look at uh, YouTube and all that stuff, we do a lot of coverage on youth archery, even if it's even. Even if it's NASP, you know, we're out there, you know, we did a live broadcast at a NASP event and, uh, you know, they only got five targets, but boy, we had a lot of fun, had a lot of good conversations with kids. Um, but we've got to put these kids in stressful situations because there's nothing more stressful than being in Lancaster on a stage with the lights out and, and big lights on you. Um, and you you know, we 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 try to simulate some of that stuff so that we can get these youth into those type of situations and prepare them for big big competitions. And you can see it. Um, you have Rendon Brooks that that made it to Lancaster, made it to the finals last year. You have um, uh, uh, Chap Post, which made it to the finals uh, out of Houston and and Lancaster. So, you know, I think that you know the more that we do down here and get these kids prepared, we're going to see more of those kids on
0: top on
1: top of the platform uh, on the podiums.
0: I, I, I truly love it. Um, I just wish you was about six and a half hours closer.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I think the, the one thing that we got to do is we got to figure out how to bring in more archers from other states into these shoots. Okay. You know, even Oklahoma, if Oklahoma has a shoot up there, what do, how do we how do we entice archers to come up there? And I think part of that is, is, you know, I, you know, I have this, this lady Robin and she's like, she is, she is on top of it, you know? So she's trying to figure out how do we get cheap hotels, you know, and everybody likes to go to a good, a good shoot and stay, stay a weekend, you know? So let's make it a really cool um, experience for them. And so we just got to get the word out and get them, get them here.
2: I I think because of the way you're, you're, your divisions are structured you're having males and females together and for open uh above 18 and under 18 at a local level you know maybe we do an early version of the Oklahoma Ringer and we put money you know $75 a person we put money for the top winner of the adult open or top winner of the youth open to pay that $75 towards going to the Texas Ringer going to the later tournament and say because when you get one guy one guy's not going down together he's coming with at least a buddy if not three right so for every one you get you know i'm going down with dave we're going to split gas and so and so is going to hop in the back and we'll split a hotel or an airbnb or something so i think having people that because a lot of guys don't shoot the five spots here we got a lot of vegas love a lot lot of three arrow guys um i'm over here going let's shoot more arrows um, but I think if we had one early on and say, Hey, this is a different kind of scoring, it's, you know, five, five errors instead of three and advertise it as the winner of this gets their entry fee paid to, you know, the, the, the big show, the real competition, the, the, the step up. Um, so that would be, cause if you get a kid, you know, a lot of youth teams travel, they'll travel, you know, six, seven, eight, nine, ten 10 kids deep. And then you got, you know, a whole bunch of parents. So it it, it could turn into some momentum real quick is what I'm trying to say.
1: No, I love that idea, and I was even talking to my wife today about how do we, how do we have maybe a could could we figure out a qualifier, you know, qualifier tournaments around a trail, yeah, and get get them to you know just one tournament doesn't have to be this whole series and stuff like that. Just you're going to have to go and shoot that one shoot, and there's some type of benefit for doing that. You know, um, does it does it get you? ranked i I don't know i am just i'm just spitballing it but what do you you know Mm -hmm. somebody wins it do they get x amount of points coming in to kind of help them with that you know with being one of the top archers i don't know um looking just trying to come up with something a little different that makes it you know makes it something that somebody wants to
2: look forward to and be a
1: part of you know
2: well they're all they're all very individual and unique for, for being a 20 yard game. I mean, your rumble, you shoot your Vegas five spot, Lancaster's now got the 12 ring and all these different tournaments that people gravitate towards during the winter. They all have something a little bit different. Like I, I like the idea of going to Lancaster cause they score the X's 11, you know, not that I hit very many of them, but if if it does happen to land there, I'll take a, I'll take a bonus point. That's, that's a nice little, you know, little piece on top.
1: Yeah, what I was talking about was is that you know it's like once these guys get to a certain level, if they drop eleven, they're mad. You know, they like like, every time you add another point. You know, when I did this target, I was like, it's a four twenty is the maximum score, which, um, which was you know we can't call it. You know, the what is it the the four twenty shoot that wouldn't that wouldn't go well. No,
2: no, that oh, you'd you'd attract all kinds of people to that, I'm sure. (laughs) Uh, Actually, you're just like
0: Lancaster to where if it's an inside out, it's an extra point. Yeah. It's a Yeah. Same kind of
1: same concept because yeah. everybody thinks like, even though, you know, you got archers coming in and, and they're, they're mad that they hit the line, you know, but you know what? Last weekend when they shot the NFA target, if they hit the line, they're happy. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> well, I, I think Texas has a lot of, a lot of benefits because they have a really great, uh, community of field archery and, Those people probably keep a skinny arrow bow ready year round. Everybody else, January and February, it's, you know, big arrows for indoor and then transitioning on into big arrows for 3D. This is the the opposite side of that. That's like, hey, you know, I know we just quit shooting skinny arrow stuff in September, but it's time to pull it back out again.
1: So, you know, with skinnies too, I mean, it's it's 20 yards, you know, so, I mean, most of the guys that are going to shoot this, I bet you they won't even tune them. They'll just throw their skinnies on there and go. And mm-hmm. uh, because, you know, for field, you got to, you got to put some time in on, on field to make sure those arrows are tuned well for, you know, distance and all of that. Uh, but when you're uh, for 20 yards, there's, there, you know, there's a lot, a lot of forgiveness in that arrow uh, at 20 yards.
0: Sounds like a phenomenal idea. <laughs> That's exactly what I was sitting there thinking. I was sitting there going, "Who needs to tune a skinny for indoors? No, nobody. Um, nobody does. <laughs> you're matter. tuning yourself more. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what's going on with that knock eye, but I think it's high. <laughs> yeah, And gets more paper. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so I right. get you a bigger tear. Look, so looks right. like you set a line. Yeah." let's see i'm sitting there thinking and the other thing that we
1: do is and it's it's it is i think it is unique but we you know we do live coverage of all all of it qualify the qualifiers um especially the shoot off is where we really you know that's where you'll start seeing a lot of people jump on um you know last year we had more people watching it than we did participating you know um you know you look at our numbers you know just just for you know we we started doing just the you know, live coverage just because we wanted parents to be able or grandparents or whoever to be able to watch. And, you know, when we did it at first, literally there was, you know, there would be maybe eight to 10 people watching at one time. And, and we just, you know, we just kept doing it. And, you know, now during qualifiers, you know, there'll be 30, 40, 50 people watching at one time, which is hilarious to me when there's only 36 people down there shooting, you know, and then when we got to the shoot-offs, you know, for us, we were like, these are big numbers, and we're we're hitting over a hundred people at one time watching these live the 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 live shootoffs and um you know anything trad, bearbo, <laughs> those guys pull in some big numbers <laughs> of uh when watching watching these things. Um go ahead, Dave. I see you doing your finger like you're I,
0: I I got to thinking, let's take a page out of your playbook of your podcast and let's explain to people what they can expect when they get there? Um, is it going to be a one line? Is it going to be a two line? Time frame for shooting? We we know it's five arrows, but and will there be a judge available for judge call? Will there be uh, a buzzer? Will there be a timer set up? Uh, set the room for us as to what what can be done cuz we haven't talked about that stuff yet
2: yeah
1: so I'll, I'll 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 give you a visual as you walk in so you walk into our beautiful showroom you know as you come through you're in awe. no i'm teasing. so you'll go you'll go into the you'll go into the range you actually go upstairs because when you enter into our range you go upstairs because there's stadium seating that you'll go down into into the range so when you get to the top there's um um there's 19 Nineteen. Well, there's nine bales, eighteen lanes. We give you uh, uh, a full meter of space, so you've got plenty of space. We have several para archers that come in. We we take care of our para archers big time. So if uh, we block spots off for them, we want to make sure their wheelchairs fit in there. So we give them the space that they need. Um so you have 4 minutes to shoot 5 arrows just like NFAA. There's going to be two lines. You're going to start on the bottom just like you would for NFAA and shoot and then halfway halfway through we'll swap the targets just like uh you would on an NFAA target. So if you're shooting bottom, now you're going to be shooting top and if you're shooting top, you're moving bottom halfway through. Uh, uh so you'll shoot uh, uh 60 arrows just like you would in an NFA round, uh 12 ends.
0: All right, perfect.
1: And when it's done we, we you know we verify scores. so um, I, I use tablets at our shop because it's just easier that way. Uh, so when they walk up with their tablet and their paper, we verify it. We have people verifying and once it's verified they're done. And once it's verified it is it is uh, the score online is the score and it won't change unless there was something we missed on the paper um, when when we collected it. Meaning, if the paper said it was a 400 and online it said a 399 and we looked at it wrong, then the paper's going to rule, and it's going to go to the paper and it's the same vice versa. So if the paper showed it was a 290, or I mean, sorry, it was really supposed to be a uh, 390 and it showed a 400, well, guess what? We're going to update your scores back to the 390 because the paper, if it's all signed, it's going to be a 390.
0: And that's just human error. I mean, anything can happen. So yeah, you can't say a hundred percent it's this and that's it. Nothing changes. No, no, no. we we it's just people. That's right. Yeah, I mean anything can happen. So
1: yep. and, and paper rules in, in our tree. So that's gonna be your that's gonna be your main um, you know, that's what the that's the official score. But once we verify online becomes the official score at that point.
0: Paper rules that's kind of cool not foam not uh, hey i'm just <laughs> say, repeating i'm just repeating what the guest said buddy. that's right, that's
2: right. D- dave co- cover your ears for a second <laughs> just because i'm about to commit blasphemy S- scott you, you and i have talked previously about your your app your scoring app that you've developed um i believe you told me previously that if it were used for 3d specifically for asa you would be able to hide your day one scores with a single click of a button and then publish them live once the day two scores came in so is that one competitor shooting the second day wouldn't have access to the their their live scores but it wouldn't be used in an asa application you could hide the saturdays before all the sundays and publish them live together correct yeah
1: yeah that's correct and Uh, you know, the, the, the app has been, um, it's been a fun project on the side, you know, because, you know, we, when you dive into all these different scoring and, you know, like, oh yeah, this one, this field does fives and X's, this field does sixes, this field, you know, um, you do 3d, well, everybody does 12s here. And sometimes you're going to throw 14s in and, you know, how do you manage all that on one, one, you know, one page, you know? Um, uh, but one thing that we did for, for 3d was, is that, you know, you can set your X's as 12. And once you do that, it tells the system that you're on your app, that it's in your phone or on your tablet. So for 3d, it would be a phone. Um, it would change the calculator on your phone to be 12, 10, 8, 8 5, miss, um, and so as you're scoring, you have a check mark in there that, that you can you can, you can hide everything. So you can see everybody that's shooting, but you're not going to see any scores until you take that check away. So if everybody shoots on Friday, then they shoot Saturday, and then you want to take the check away on Sunday, then all the scores are populated at that point online so that they can see it.
2: So a cl- local club could use this for their indoor jackpot they could use it for their state asa qualifier they could use it for their 900 target round they could use it for field Mm -hmm. just about it's an absolute do-all
1: yeah so some of our biggest customers you know are out in california several big teams out there are using the app for everything um up north um you know we worked with um penny hedeltwit up there and she's been um uh on the 3d piece and making because they do a lot of 3D shoots up there, and so she wanted to make sure that it all worked really well for them. Um, it's it, I'm not going to say the thing's perfect. I mean, we're still working through it um, because every time I turn around, I'm like, oh, you know what, this tweak would look good, and I talk, talk to the developers, and they go, ah, okay, uh, you know, so then they they start working on it. Um, so, you know, you have your day one scores, you know, like up north, what they wanted was they wanted everybody to see day one because they are only a Saturday, Sunday shoot. So day one, and then they want the scores to be added, but they want to be able to rearrange where everybody shoots on day two. That seems like a simple request. It's not a simple request. And so we had to go back and develop it and they redeveloped it so that now that, that you can shoot day one, and then on day two, you can go ahead and rearrange all of your archers of where they'll be, and it takes their scores with them for the next next day's scores. Well, you're <laughs> right.
0: It, it sounds pretty simple. You're absolutely correct.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right now, just for, so we're, uh, you know, I've got to gotta finish the document. So for um, our uh, eliminations round, so you shoot a qualifier. And then, then you want to go ahead and have the qualifiers move into eliminations. Well, you know, on me, I'm just like, man, that's simple. Well, they have like a 35-page document that is super technical and exactly where everything goes as you go through this, just just to go from qualifier to eliminations. And uh, you got to go ahead and, you know, map it all out. I look like the beautiful mind, you know, up on a window, like pushing, you know, doing all these lines and stuff to make sure it all looks like it connects correctly. <laughs>
2: Everything has a place.
1: Yeah, uh, I give
2: it a few short years, and I bet we're all using it.
1: It's going to. I, I think it is. I think it's the, It's going to be the next big thing, um, because we, we're making it. We're making it uh, simple to use. Um, when you first log into it, it may look a little overwhelming because there is a lot of stuff to it. But once you understand the flow, it's very simple to use. Uh, the other thing I talked about on as a director, so for 3D, which the part I think is overlooked, is as a director, I'm sitting back, uh, everybody's out. I can actually look at the app and know exactly who is still out there shooting and exactly what target they're on. So there's no because you know I can look out there and say, oh Neil and David, <laughs> they're like five targets behind everybody. Hey. Johnny, go out there and tell them to pick it up, you know <laughs> uh, things like that. Uh, you can at the end say, all right, we've got three te- three groups still out there. They still this one has two targets to go. this one's on the last target. so you have you have total control or total total visibility to what is going out in the field even though it may be 20 acres of land.
0: So are you roped into making sure there's a cell? Service out in the middle of these fields, yeah, out yeah, and around? You, yes, you
1: have to have some type of coverage. Um, the one thing that uh, we put a lot of time in on was what happens when you lose connectivity. So, you know, a lot of times you'll start, like everybody's in this little area and all the Wi-Fi is great, but when they go down into a valley or, or cellular is great, they go down to this valley and there's no connectivity. Well, how the app works is, is it just keep on, keeps on collecting the data to your phone. And when you come out of that valley, once it's reconnected to cellular, it will resync the info at that point and upload it. That's uh, we, you know, Josh Grinds he had us come out and test the Pro Women, and it worked pretty good. The, the it, it's the coverage that's just terrible at i shoes. Like I think they just pick a location that like in the middle of nowhere, um, and you know it, it, it would work. But once they would walk away, it actually would update randomly because of connectivity, it worked, but it was, um, it was a little spotty.
0: i was just curious. That, that's the one thing that I would have thought too, because I was thinking of a local shop, if they big metal building and it's, it's poor reception. Um, that's, that was the one thing I was thinking of.
1: Yeah. Most yeah. of them have Wi-Fi. Most shops have wifi. Uh, we've actually set up two different ways of, of doing live scoring, uh, you know, we had talked to one group, and they're like, "Oh, it definitely has to be secure if you're going to use cell phones. It has to be secure." Um, and so we designed it so that so if um, Neil, David, and I were shooting together, and we're like, "Okay, David, you're going to be the score," so you would you would immediately get a text with your email address and a secure code, and you would be the only one that can get into that that piece scoring. doesn't matter if you're running Android or running Apple. It's just an app on either one of those app stores. Um, so you would, you would put that information in, and then the three of us would show up on your phone, and then you'd be entering the scores, and it would be updating to a database, which then we go into a website that everybody can see. Okay. Um, so that's how we set it up. Well, Texas A&M was like, we don't like that. And so we, in six weeks, we went ahead and, and had the developers dev- create a mod that just does. They call it tablet mode. So now, if the three of us were shooting, we have an option that we say, "Okay, we're just going to run in tablet mode." I'm going to give Dave a six-digit code, and he's going to enter that six-digit code into his phone. And now the three of us show up. So then the, the director has more control over what those codes are. Once we implemented that, everyone. Is using that nobody is using the uh, cell phone, uh, the secure connection. Um, everybody likes to be able to just to look at one list of codes and say, "Okay, Bill One is this code, Bill Two is this code, Bill Three is this." Code. It's just simple, and it just works.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well,
2: Neil, you got any other questions for him? No, I think we're all good, Scott. I appreciate you coming on and and kind of telling us about what you guys have going on down there. Um, I think we'll definitely see see some, see some more Okies down south of the Red River. I know, I, you know, I'd I like tell you, be careful what you wish for. But, I, you know, if I if can I get a couple buddies to, you know, get excited about it, I bet we'd caravan down there.
1: I think it'd be great to have you guys come down. Um, also, I think that you guys have some stuff coming up, too, and we're going to try to figure out how to get up there. You know, we have so much equipment now that we've collected over the last couple of years for live coverage and things like that. Um, I think that, you know, we're, we're willing to travel and help out these, these, these small, I'm going to call them smaller shoots. You know, it's not a Lancaster. It's not a, you know, it's not these big shoots, but if we had 50 to hundred people, I will tell you, if you offer live scoring, you offer, you know, um, live coverage videos like that interviews, um, people come because they, they love to be a part of it.
2: Yeah, I think that's a big part of how how, how you grow it is. You got to you got to show them what's going on, and and just because there's 75 people there doesn't mean it can't be a a list movie budget. I mean, yeah, I've yeah. seen some of the the production value you guys have is outstanding. On you know people standing on the platforms and camera on you know picture in picture for having you know the target face superimposed on the archer as the shot breaks and just little stuff like that. It, it makes a, a sport that might be dull to watch. Uh, you know, makes it exciting.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You know, we got to do it at the rodeo a couple, like two rodeos ago. And, uh, you know, they were like, Hey, can you come out? Well, we, we showed up, you know, in our, with our trailer of stuff, you know, and set it up and we're like, wait a minute, this is bigger than we thought. And, and then the next year, Uh, at the rodeo, we decided to go ahead and do the whole platform and TVs and all. And it was, they had, I mean, it was a production. They had us on like an 80 foot screen on both sides. I mean, it was, it was, it was a production and it was, uh, a lot of fun, uh, to be a part of.
0: Nice. Hey, Scott, real quick, go over, um, websites, Facebooks, Instagrams, any and everything that these folks can go look for your shoot and can go look for the live scoring, um, everything.
1: So there's a lot. There's, there's there's a lot. So we have, you know, I'm going to start with Texas archery. So Texas archery um, is, you know, we have our our texarchery.com, which is our um, our website. Uh, we have, you know, of course we're on Facebook, we're on Instagram, we're on TikTok. I don't even know. My daughter said we had to be on TikTok, so we're on TikTok. Uh, there's like twenty thousand followers. I'm just like, what is going on? Um, and uh, then you have um, our podcast and our live coverage stuff. It's called Raising an Archer. You can find that. Of course, we have raisinganarcher.com website. We have um, uh, we're on all major pod podcast platforms. We're also doing. All, we're starting to do videos of all our podcasts on uh, YouTube, which is Raising an Archer on YouTube. Um, and then for live scoring, it's eyesonscore.com and you can you can sign up for free, you can actually run it for free up to forty archers um you can you know you can do live scoring if you have a small club and you want to do live scoring It didn't cost you anything. We have it set up free for those type of uh, clubs. most people are spending the money it's three hundred dollars a year and three hundred dollars gives you unlimited um uh, live scoring, it, and it allows you to use an Excel file, which is the biggest part, because if you want to do quick edits, you can import Excels in and update that information. Also, it allows you to do registration pages for specific to Archery. So we have registration pages that that you can create very simply, and you can collect registrations and money through that, and then it then it just Integrates into live scoring when you're done. So, when once registration closes, you take that data, you can do whatever you want with it. You can just import it right into your uh, live scoring, and it is ready to go at that point. And that is um, eyesonscore.com.
0: <laughs> Thinking something different. Um, yeah. Yeah. I'll have to get with you, Scott. I think we. Might be able to branch out into something different.
1: Okay, yeah, um,
0: yeah.
1: I am game for about anything. You know, uh, uh, I stay pretty busy uh, in the archery community, and I'm always looking for something else to 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 do.
0: Yep. This, this could work. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Yeah.
2: Okay. Um, We won't take up too much of your time. I, I appreciate you sitting down with us, but I really, really look forward to seeing where this goes.
1: Yeah. Thank you for inviting me on the show. I, uh, uh, you know, I'm always, always game to talk as you guys can see. It's, uh, uh, as neil and i we we he called me for a 5 minute call the other day and i think an hour and 10 minutes later we we're like okay uh let's uh let's 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 regroup
2: <laughs> we we'd almost got off the phone and i came up with another idea and there we 40 more minutes just went it just you yep. can't can't slow it down the i appreciate you guys
0: of, it's like the rabbit hole of tuning your bow Yep, yep. Oh,
2: I'm about to go. I'm about to go shim one right now. So there I'll you let go. you guys what? go do it. If you had a Botech
0: There would be no shimming.
1: <laughs> oh.
2: All right. I
0: appreciate it. Thanks, everyone. You know, you can subscribe to this. Um, we really would like that. Uh, subscribe to our podcast. That way, you always get notified. Hit the little bell so that you get it when you when when we post them. That's all I've got. I'm David. We got Neil I'm and Scott. Neil. All right. Thanks, guys. Thanks a lot. Bye-bye.
3: Well, fellas, I think we about ran
0: the gamut. Um, Josh, tell everyone um, where and, and how they can follow Josh Jacobson.
3: Yeah, so I'm uh, mostly on Instagram. Uh, it's at archery, I believe. And uh, I'm on Facebook a little bit uh, at Josh Jacobson or something similar. I don't know if you type that in, you'll probably find me. But um, But, yeah, I do. You know, Instagram's kind of my main thing. I really, I really enjoy. Uh, it's amazing in the, in the world we live in, you can connect with people all across the country that, you know, our sport, you can get right to the professionals, you know, and, and uh, some of the businesses and companies that's, that, that, that build the products we use. I mean, it's a, it's a pretty cool time to live in, you know, as far as social media goes. So definitely uh, check me out on there. I'd love to you know, keep up with what's going on with Oklahoma's, you know, Oklahoma archers. And uh, I don't know, that's where I'm at usually. And, and do you have any official
0: sponsors that you'd like to, to throw in here about this? Let's do it.
3: That's a great question. Yeah. Uh, I shoot for a few companies. I've been pretty fortunate um, victory arrows. I've been shooting for them for, I think this is the third year now that I've shot just exclusively victory arrows. Really, really impressed with them, blown away by that. Their quality uh, I have shot for Hamsky for a couple years. Uh, like I said, I've got a great relationship with PSE uh, that I'm really thankful for. Um, I shoot Schwacker broadheads and Tack Veins. Uh, Shane uh, tw- at Twisted X builds my strings, and this year the newest one is Bowfinger Archery. So those are all all the all the companies that I I, I uh, partner with, and am super thankful for all they do for me for sure.
0: Good josh thank you appreciate the conversation it seems like this is a fun one i like these conversations where we're just chatting and talking and it's not an interview you know what yeah I'm talking? yeah I like, I like it like this well
3: i've told neil a bunch i got to get around you i want i want to glean some of your wisdom i know you've uh <laughs> you know it seems like you know i know i'm the my schedule is not very good but i you know we got to get together and shoot some because i'd love to learn from you and get some advice and and uh i appreciate what you and neil do i know it's uh it's something you guys do because you're you're passionate about it but it, it does take a lot of time and a lot of energy and and uh, i know that the, the oklahoma archery community appreciates these podcasts and, and hearing from people from all around the state so it's really cool
0: well i appreciate that yeah and i do i'm in on shooting hey come out here to wellston yeah got this place out here in my warehouse that's where i shoot man
3: I'll get with Neil. We'll get down there for sure. I'd love to.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Hey Neil, you still going to we're gonna go live? Well, we better. Yeah, yeah. Uh,
3: <laughs> he said too much. Yeah. We'll get
2: out of the bag. Right. Yeah, we're uh, we're gonna try. do you know what time the shoot is? For the um, it's uh one, one we'll have to, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Are you if you're are you trying to go and shoot earlier?
0: As well. If I get an opportunity, yes. I have yet to get a kitchen pass. Um and I haven't been told that, that anything else is going on. But yeah, I'm i gonna pack up my equipment here at the warehouse and i I'm gonna take it home hoping I get it too.
2: Yeah. I think I think I could try to break free for a little while if you want to go do a live stream. We got kicked off last night because it picked up the Christmas music they were playing. It said you can't be can't be used in jingle bells. And I was like, Oh man. Cause we, so I'm going to try to put, if there's music in the future, I'm going to try to put that copyright. We did not claim to own the rights to this or any other blah, blah, blah. So hopefully that will keep us out of copyright infringement, but we'll see. But yeah, we can, I can try to meet you down there. Just text me. Yeah. I'll see what's going on. Josh. Thank you. I appreciate you, buddy.
3: Hey you guys. Thank you so much. Y'all take care. You Thanks, bet. bud. See you next week. All right. See you.